Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai Shri Shri Gaur Radha Madhava ki jai Gaur Nitananda ki jai Gaur Bhakta Binda ki jai Gaur Premanande Welcome everyone, good afternoon Another matinee session It's very nice yesterday Very nice uh, discussions Interesting points and in a continuation of the previous night on the same topic, the same verse. So, again, I'm very honored to be with you. And um, we ended uh, last night with no no time for questions. So, I said I would leave time for that so we could begin if there are any questions left over or any new questions. Timer it's uh, kind of on topic. It's a little different, but you were talking about. Did you have one on topic? <laughs> Closely, yeah, I guess. So. Let's try that first. Um, well, he's going to go first. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I had a question. You're talking about you know, Lila and Krishna Lila, and I was wondering how long does it take? Or what stage of spiritual development does one have to be on to go to that universe where Krishna's leaders are starting to manifest? Uh huh. Right. Well, that's an interesting question, um, and it's a, it might be useful to talk about it in a, in a broader way uh, to, give, to begin with, because there's a broad term that uh, Prabhupada used back to Godhead. It's an interesting history, of course, to the the phrase. Some of you may not be familiar with that, but um, it's sometimes thought that Prabhupada said that emphasized going back to Godhead, which implies that you weren't there, you were there previously, so you're going back. But the history of the phrase actually um, comes from World War Two, and the uh, <laughs> the uh, the state of the world at that time. It's hard for us younger people, and I'm one of the older ones here, uh, <laughs> to uh, imagine what the people of the world were were going through in World War Two, and coming not that far, not that long after World War One, and so forth. Um, very difficult. Times, I remember my my mother telling me that in the 30s they used to have to wait in the bread lines and soup lines to eat and so forth. And of course, then the, then the war came. Hmm? So uh, and then it was a world war, so the whole world at war, and, and um, people dying and so forth. And so, meanwhile, Prabhupada, this was in the uh, late 30s early 40s, he was publishing his Back to Godhead magazine. Hmm? He, um, at that time, was independent of, I believe, any other mission at different times after uh, the departure of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He identified himself with different missions, organized, um, led under the auspices of different godbrothers of his. Sridhar Maharaj lived in his, in his house in Calcutta, as I've often said. 
he had two apartments there. I think he gave one to Sridhar Maharaj and one for himself, but they were intimately related, obviously. Um, for six years, that went on, so he stayed within in Gaudiya Vedanta Samiti of Keshav Maharaj. He was one of the founding members of the Gaudiya Vedanta Samiti. Keshav Maharaj is the guru of the more well-known in the West today, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj. Um, uh, so, so uh, with 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 different um, God brothers he associated, try to get a footing for for preaching and, and implementing, um, um, living up to as you would think of it. I think the the, the expectations and ideals of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And in the midst of all of that, um, you know, he hatched this Back to Godhead magazine. Hmm? And uh, he had visions of it becoming like Time magazine all over the world, was his, was his thought. Um, he had a very <laughs> expansive kind of vision and, and high hopes and, uh, for the uh, dis- dis- dispensation of Chaitanya Vaishnavism. And so, um, in uh, one of the earliest issues, if not the, the first issue, he mentions the name back to Godhead and um, it was a phrase that he coined in relation to us, I say the condition of the world <coughs> and that people had in his estimation gotten away from God hmm. they were moving in a godless direction and um, and this was the solution you know to the to the problem we have to get back to God here and so this was the the magazine, Back to Godhead. And of course, it, it's come to mean uh, also to go to the spiritual world, which is a place we haven't been, <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, well, not so obvious to everybody, but uh, it has been a point of contention amongst some. But Gita repeatedly emphasizes this point. One never returns from there. It's luminous. So... No need for sun. So it's being luminous. It's just a, a way of light is used as an example for knowledge. And so there's no darkness where there's light. There's no ignorance where there's light. There's no illusion there, thank God. So that's where you want to go. You want to go to perfection, not to the realm of where imperfection has a footing. So, um, so to go, anyway, back to Godhead is a big topic. You're talking about it in a specific way, obviously, and appropriately so, relative to our sampradaya, and I think it's maybe a point I raised last night in the lecture as well, that um, the, the course of, of action... Um, the course to proceed on just before and interestingly enough uh, it's, it's ironic that you ask um, uh, just to, confided in me that he was attending a lecture of Prem Prayojan and uh, Prem G asked the question of the public apparently that uh, what, what would you do if you had your choice if you could go back to Godhead Right now, hmm, in this life, to Vaikuntha, you could go to Vaikuntha, or it would take you 
fifty lives or whatever he said, uh, to go into Radha Krishna Leela in Vrindavan, which would be your choice. Hmm? And someone in the audience said, I'm ready to go <laughs> to Vaikuntha. It's one of Prabhupada's disciples. Hmm? And of course he replied, wrong answer. There. So, You're in the wrong sampradaya, I would have said. This is, this is not, uh, not our um, destination. That said, it should also be pointed out, it's worth pointing out, that um, Prabhupada, as a Gaudiya Vaishnava charge, had a very, as we were talking last night, a very broad, a very expansive campaign. So he canvassed for Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but he also canvassed in a broader way for Vaishnavism in general, and theism, for that matter, in, in, in general. Some of his outreach uh, type of statements and, and talks are extremely broad. Keep your religion, chant Jesus or any name, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, this is like the speaks in one sense about the universality of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's very specific. Hmm? It has a center in, in a heartbeat, if you will, and we've been talking about that with the empowerment of Rupa Goswami and the systematic dissemination of, of um, a particular ideal and so forth that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is himself fixated on and so on. That being the case, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also Swayam Bhagwan. Sri Krishna. And the Hare Krishna Nam mantra is universal in its application. It, it, it can be rendered or conceived of, conceptualized in a, in a number of ways. That's why Das Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, in paying his pranam to his own Gurudev, says, Nam Shrestam Apisachi Putram. Oh, among other things, my Gurudev has given me Nam Shrestam, Apisachiputram. The highest, Shrestam means the best. Nam means a name. So Nam Shrestam, the highest conception of the name that the son of Sachi hmm, brought to the world. Hmm. So it's not that the Hare Krishna mantra, Nam mantra, was brought to the world by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's there in the Taitari, what is it? Kali Santarana Upanishad. Hmm. It's there in the in the in the in the in the Brahma Purana, Agni Purana, also the Shruti Mantra. Hmm. In Kali Santarana Upanishad, it said that Brahma is asked by Narada, is it? or the other way around? Yeah, no, Brahma asked by Narada. Hmm. That in Kali Yuga, what will be the most efficacious means of deliverance? And then he responds that Tisodasakam Namnam Kalikalmashanashanam and Sarbabedishudish. All the Vedas say that the ill effects of Kali will be destroyed by these sixteen um, names. Then he then he gives the mantra Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <laughs> so, um, as they say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't bring it to the world, but he brought a conception of the name. This is called Taraka Brahmanam in the Shruti. Taraka means, Taraka means to cross over. 
Hmm? Uh, so from going from from up, from down to, to up, a crossing, a tirtha, comes from the same root, Sanskrit root, like a portal, an opening, hmm? sacred places, the hearts of great devotees, and so on and so forth. So th- this crossing over, the Taraka Brahmanam, implication of this, this is a mantra for what? Deliverance from Kali Yuga. Deliverance, freedom, mukti. Mukti is the general course. Hmm? Mukti um, the, 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 the Bhagavad form of mukti that has positive content. I mean, the, the uh, Sayuja mukti is also there, but it's, it's not emphasized in Bhagavad. Salokya, Sharsti, Sarupya, Samipya, this kind of mukti. Baikuntha, to go to Baikuntha. Hmm? Hmm. By this mantra in Kali Yuga, you can go to Baikuntha. So, why is he saying something different? <laughs> uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving the same mantra. Hmm? So someone asked, hey, you could go to Krishna Lok, you could go to Radha Krishna service, it might take you a few lifetimes, or you could go right now, in this lifetime, to Vaikuntha, which will you take? Why is it the wrong answer? It, it, it is, in a specific sense, in a broader sense, of course, it could also, it, it could be a valid choice. It's not a choice, I don't think, that would be made on the basis of comprehensive knowledge of all that's available, and or knowledge of the conception behind the name that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is carrying and distributing. This is called Paraka Brahmanam, not Taraka. Hmm? Paraka has a, another connotation. Hmm? And that means that not a n- name or mantra for deliverance, but a name in which deliverance is a byproduct and the primary um, feature or aspect or um, result, the fruit of this name is the ability to to enter into, like we say, samartarati, to conquer over Krishna, <coughs> which Prem has the capacity to do. Mukti doesn't have the capacity to do that, but Prem, it's characteristic that it it overwhelms Krishna. That is what Vrindavan is all about. Brahman is overwhelmed there. Hmm? He's not acting as himself. He's, as I say, he's omniscient and omnipresent, but he's dancing there. Hmm? And he's in ignorance, too. He wonders, he ponders, he has some some questions, some doubts. Hmm? Does Radha love me? Hmm. He has he has uh, many issues there that he has to deal with. That's the bigger, the largest one. Hmm. How will I, how will I meet with her? Hmm. I need some advice and help and this this kind of divine ignorance. So this is this is this is all the power of bhakti. Hmm. This is what bhakti does. So to 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 the Godhead. Hmm. So you can't have Bhagawan without bhakti. And the more there is bhakti the more Bhagawan is moving and subjugated. Ultimately, we have the dear Lalita Krishna. He's subjugated by Radha's love. If you go down the ladder to Vaikuntha, Lakshmi is not going to do that to Narayan, but there has to be a Lakshmi with Narayan also. But she's not going to do that to him. Hmm? He hasn't, the Bhakti isn't manifest to the same degree. And in Brahman, well, hmm, the Shaktis are not 
the, the Maya Shakti, the, excuse me, the Sarup Shakti is not active there. So the Absolute is still. Hmm? Hmm. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he has uh, he brings a specific conception of the name. Hmm? It's said that he, at the same time, he is doing the Yuga Dharma. Yuga Dharma is to deliver people from Kali Yuga, and the means is Namsan Kirtan, as the Shruti says and the Puranas say, and it's everywhere. The name is the, the main name, the way is Kirtan, Nam Kirtan, and the destination is well, liberation, Mukti to get delivered. But this is a different idea that he's bringing. So it's said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a special dispensation. Um, that he, that he, he's coming for another reason that happens to coincide with the time for the um, um, the time of the Kali Yuga. So uh, he has taken, therefore, the Yuga Dharma, which is chanting the name for Mukti, for Guru Vaikuntha, and wrapped it together, like made a wreath, made a garland out of it, between the Yuga Dharma and Prem, and he's garlanded the world with this, because his conception of the name will give Prem. Hmm? Prem, there is a Prem in Vaikuntha. Hmm? But there are many other things going on there too. And that Prem is a reverential type of love. Hmm? And because there are many other things going on in Vaikuntha, the term that's used to refer to uh, attaining Vaikuntha is mukti. Prem is not the word that's used. Prem is the word that the Gaudiyas use. That is their prayojan, Prem prayojan. Hmm? That is the prayojan. Hmm? Sarbhom Bhattacharya didn't even like the word mukti after he had become uh, a, a member of the Prema Dharma of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He found a verse in Bhagavatam, great scholar that he was, Sarvabhoma, it says, Tate nu kampam susamikshamana bhunjani vatmakritam vipakam hridvagbapu viridam namaste jiveta yo mukti pade sadayabhak. And he he told Chaitanya, See, I have crossed out the word mukti here. (laughs) Then I put it in prem. Or I put it in bhakti. Mahaprabhu was very pleased inside, but outside he was angry. He said, you can't change the words in the Bhagavatam, Mother Charger. Hmm? Hmm. There was a evidence of the measure of the Bhattacharya's Charger's um, deliverance. Hmm? His, or his conversion, I should say, measure of his conversion. He, uh, his bhakti was not... Uh, Gyan or karmadi, anabrita, not covered by karma or gyan. This is an example of his bhakti is not covered by gyan. He wasn't. He was thinking to do bhakti for mukti. That was not a acceptable idea to him. The very term mukti, he felt, was repulsive. Hmm? So to do bhakti for for attaining mukti, this is bhakti covered by gyan. Earlier, the Bhattacharya was tested by Mahaprabhu with regard to whether or not his bhakti was covered by, by, by karma. And then Mahaprabhu, at that time, came early in the morning. Hey, Bhattacharya, gee, wake up. 
I'm coming and I've got Jagannath Prashad. Hmm? So, according to the Karma Marg, then you don't take Prashad unless you get up and you do certain rituals first and bathe and brush your teeth and clean your ears or whatever. And there's a million rules. Um, uh, what foot to put down first and so on. And he just jumped up took the prashad. Mahaprabhu was very pleased with him. Uh, and he starts writing some verses. Mahaprasad from the Bhakti Shah should be honored in any place at any time. So Mahaprabhu had seen his bhakti is not covered by karma. Then he arranged this other incident that I referred to earlier to demonstrate that his bhakti is not covered by, by jnana. Jnana karmadi anabritam anukulena krishna anusilanam bhakti rutam uttam bhakti is what we are interested in. Bhakti for its own sake. Hmm? So, this is the special uh, um, um, contribution of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. However, my point, larger point, is because he is Swayam Bhagavan, hmm, and the Maha Mantra has universal application, hmm, he could be worshipped in a different way and the mantra, the Nam mantra that he uh, mandated his disciples should chant, could be chanted with a different conception, and you'll be very, um, re- very readily you will a- achieve that, um, that ideal. Hmm. Um, so that's why, for example, Thakur Bhakti Vinod said that there will come a time when all these sampradayas, the Madhva sampradaya, the Ramnuj sampradaya, the Embark sampradaya, the uh, the Balabha Sampradaya or the Rudra Sampradaya, uh, Vishnu Swami Sampradaya, that they will all come under the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You may be thinking, when's that happening? Hmm? That hasn't doesn't look like that's happening. Um, but it's happened, actually. Uh, in, in that all of these Sampradayas, they are all being energized by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya. It's a fact. And particularly by our 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 paribar, our lineage coming from Bhakti Vinod Thakur, within the sampradaya, which has many lineages, hmm, this one has particularly um, um, been instrumental in realizing or manifesting this prediction of the the Thakur. It's come out not maybe in the way you would think about it that they'll all come and join ISKCON or something. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> but uh, come under the GBC or something like that. See, Mukti Vinod predicted they would all come under the GBC. And that's not what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that they knowingly, or in some cases unknowingly, but, but uh, on their part, but objectively speaking, hmm, if we look at it, hmm, biases aside, we can see this sampradaya is energizing these 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 lineages. They're getting followers from the West. Some Balabas, they came through Gaudiya people, through our parampara. And then because there's problems in our, our parampara, then they go elsewhere. But they get that idea first. And the very, you know, when I was younger, um, um, I'm not a good example because I didn't go to school, but in school, they would teach about Hinduism, and it's all about mukti, and a mukti means uh, sayuja, merging with Brahman, and there's no idea that there's any other forms of Vedanta, 
schools of Vedanta, devotional schools of Vedanta, hmm? of which there are four, and then of course then there's the Shankar, the non-devotional, if you will, lineage. Um, so it's Prabhupada's work, actually, his preaching, that, that if you study it objectively, you see he actually made that happen, that what happened, that in academia now you can find uh, the teaching about Hinduism is more broad. It's not just about attaining Brahman, Mukti, but there are other ideas. There are many scholars uh, writing articles about uh, the Ramanuja Sampradaya, not so much about Madhva Sampradaya or Nibarka, but the Balabha Sampradaya. Some some scholars came through Gaudiya people hmm, and went to Balabha, gave energy there. I know in Vrindavan, some devotees from our Sampradaya, Western people, I mean, have gone to Nimbarka Sampradaya. So they're coming getting energy. I told a story, it's a nice story, I'll tell it again at the risk of repeating myself, and some of you have to sit through it, but I won't take long. A god brother, not a god brother of mine, but maybe a, um, what would you call him, a nephew, um, was uh, frustrated with, uh, with with ISKCON, and um, and then he became frustrated with Gaudi Vaishnavism, in general, maybe he didn't have a chance to broaden his horizons and say that there wasn't only one representation of that. But at any rate, he ended up um, going to the Sri Sampradaya, and um, and he actually got initiated in the Sri Sampradaya. And he was very like inimical, if you will, towards the Gaudiya people, and uh, and so he went to the capital spiritual capital of the Sri Sampradaya and Sri Rangam to enter into the temple. And they said, you can't come in unless you're Hindu. And he said, no, I am. I'm a Hindu. He said, no, no, you, you, don't. you can't come in unless you're Hindu. I'm a Hindu. No, you can't come in unless you're Hindu. You know, so he, then he pulled out his paper and it had a paper that, that certified that he had been initiated in the Ramanuja Sampradaya and said, look, see? And he said, no, you, you can't come in unless you're Hindu. And then he'd been frustration without thinking about it, kind of out of d- default, from the past and previous samskara, he said, oh, Hare Krishna. And they said, Hare Krishna, oh, you can come in. <laughs> come, come. Hare Krishna. <laughs> so it's another simple example, but uh, in, in in many ways, the, these other lineages have gotten some life. And the courage, really, the courage of Prabhupada to to lay down his body almost as a bridge, you know, from from Baladev Purnim in Bombay to the Boston Harbor. It's, I mean, he gave his life on that. You know, he risked his life to cross the ocean. And people walking on that bridge are the Sampradayas. Now you can do Ramanuja said there are temples here, and the Hindus say, hey, we can have temples over here. If you look in the history, Prophet's riding back when he's in New York to some wealthy... Hindu um, r- religious uh, person, I forget who it was, and saying, I want to, you know, I'm here, I'm getting some success, I want to have a temple, and I'm thinking if you give me this much money from your treasury, um, then I can buy a building and we can convert it into a temple. And, and he writes back says, no, you can't convert a building. We have to build it from the ground up. It has to be done when we have to ship the stones from India and this and that. You know, probably it's just like... Well, you know, that's not happening. So, 
So he got money from us instead, somehow or other, and rented a, you know, a matchless gift store and whatever. And so it went on, and we got funeral parlors and ex-Mason Masonic lodges and turned them into temples. <laughs> That's a drag. The temple in San Francisco in the, in the mission was an ex-funeral parlor. <laughs> Boston. Boston, too, yeah. So... <laughs> So that's an example I was saying last night, you know, the Bob Sumperda, you know, the Chari, they break some rules or whatever, they, you know, they, they're very, a lot of formalities are not always in place necessarily, but the substance is there. So, so, so this prediction is really, it's really, it's really true. If you look at it, all these Sumperdayas, whether they know it or not, or whether they acknowledge it or not, some do, but if they don't, Objectively speaking, it's not a, like a biased statement on my part, a sectarian statement. These are just observable um, facts. I'm just giving a few, but you, the, the influence of our sampradaya has given energy to these sampradayas, given them more life in, in, in Kali Yuga. So they've come under the, they've been energized by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with sampradaya is the point. Hmm? And so, therefore, if one wants to attain the ideal of let's say the, the Ramanuja Sampradaya to attain mukti in 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 Baikuntha, hmm? um, then they can attain that by worshiping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and chanting the Mahamantra with that conception in mind. He, after all, he's Swayam Bhagavan, so Narayan is within him. Hmm? The name they want Ram Bhakti. Hmm? You can take the name Ram as Ram Chandra. I've been places in South India where they chant the Maha Mantra 24 hours a day and have been for centuries, hmm? Hmm? with a different idea, a different conception in mind. Hmm? So there is a universality to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, a broadness to it, and there's a depth to it. Hmm? We're interested uh, in, 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 in our campaign hmm, to exploring fuller, more fully the depths that those who have been touched by it in a broad way might not be unaware of that hmm? and, and what possibilities lie there in the conception of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? and what it means to be a Gaudiya in the full sense of the term. Hmm? Um, so, that said, as I was saying, Prabhupada's campaign was more broad, so... In a broad campaign, you'll bring in all kinds of people. You may bring in people with bhakti sanskars for Vaikuntha, for Ram Bhakti, here and there. You'll create samskars for bhakti and those who have no samskar. And so they're coming from all different sectors, the broader the campaign. Therefore, in some places, Prabhupada will put the deity of Ram and Hanuman and maybe in Bombay and and, 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 and there. So, it's a very broad way, hmm? he campaigned in general for bhakti. And this is going on in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, for example, too. All the types of bhakti are mentioned there. Whole dissertation on Vaidhi Bhakti, and then a smaller section on Raga Bhakti. you got to pay attention. Small things, good things come in small packages, sometimes it's said. Um, so, there's both types of work, hmm? broad campaign and a specific or in-depth campaign and 
being conducted by different Gaudiacharis to some extent, and a mix of both, and so forth. Obviously, Prabhupada was a mix of of both, and uh, and uh, um, it's not that he didn't exp- the depths of what Gaudiya Vaishnavism are are not explained in his books. How can they not be? His books are the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you know, the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and so where all these these truths are found, and so forth. So. So back to Godhead, I'm talking about in general, in, in kind of a broader way to answer your question more specifically as we go on, is a broad term, and there are those who go to Vaikuntha, and it's a varied place. If you go, if you do karma, if you do karma mishra bhakti, bhakti mixed with karma, then, um, in due course, uh, you can attain salokya. Now, if you do bhakti mixed with jnana, in due course, among other possibilities, like Brahma Sayuja, depending on your, your interest and your samskar, acquired samskar from association, you could attain vaikuntha. In Shantarasa. Now understand my point. If by by Gyan Mishra Bhakti, you can attain Shantarasa in Vaikuntha. There are other special possibility of good association. You can go further, but by Karma Mishra Bhakti, you can attain Vaikuntha. By Gyan Mishra Bhakti, you can attain Shantarasa in Vaikuntha. One is higher than the other. Shantarasa from Gyan Mishra Bhakti is a higher attainment than attaining Salokya in general. What does that mean? It means there's people in Vaikuntha that aren't in Rasa with Narayan. They don't have Prem. There is a Prem in Vaikuntha, but everybody there doesn't have it. <laughs> it's a very peculiar from the way you've come to think about going back to God, because really, without thinking about it, the way you're actually thinking about it is what happens in Golok Vrindavan. Hmm? Because, I mean, I mean, all of us coming from as to what extent we are and to a large extent from Prabhupada's influence and campaign, he's a Raghavakta. So the way you're thinking about back to Godhead tends to be very... Like everybody has to be pure, they have to have prem. They're in rasa with Krishna and so forth. Hmm? This is what happens in Golok. <laughs> it's not what happens in Vaikuntha. Hmm? People go; they attain Vaikuntha, and what's the difference beca- between what they could have attained by karma alone? Their karma is mixed with bhakti. Hmm? By karma alone, they could attain heaven. And enjoy and then fall down. But mixed with bhakti, they can take by kuntha and enjoy and not fall down. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, by is like a kingdom. So you have the king and the queen, Lakshmi, Narayan, and there's all kinds of people. There are people who live in the palace camp- compound, who know the king, who's just a personal attendant, and so forth. And there's a whole kingdom. Hmm. And this people just like in America, there's people who you know it's not like that. Everybody likes the president there in Vaikuntha. It's not it's not like here. 
<laughs> it's not always they're not always popular. But in Vaikuntha, of course, Narayan's popular and he's provided this environment for us and we're living happily ever after. Hmm? It's uh, it's peculiar. Because why? Because of the way that you have thought about back to Godhead based on the way it's come to you, kind of an, uh, through sangskar, invisibly, is what I'm saying, almost invisibly, and the, the backing behind the teaching and so forth. So this sounds peculiar to you. Wait, how can you... Go there, and you, you don't. You're not in Rasa, and you don't have Prem, and what? Yeah. So there's all kinds of possibilities. And the Shantaras Bhaktas, they're not interested in Krishna's qualities, Krishna's leelas. You have no interest in these things, or Narayan's leela qualities. It is like like the beatific vision in meditation. Just people just meditating forever. <laughs> so, a very peculiar place. Then, then there are some who attain prem there. Hmm? Prem and the perks of Vaikuntha. The perks are Salokya, Sharsti, Samipya, Sarupya. To have a form like Narayan, to live on the planet with Narayan, to have opulence like Narayan, to be a personal attendant of Narayan. Narayan. These are in a gradation. Some people go there and get the perks without prem. Some people go there and get prem, and the perks are there too, and they like them too. Hmm? But they go there not for the. Some go for the perks. Some go for the prem. <laughs> it's a pe- peculiar place from our, um, you know, vantage point and so forth. Our our conceptual orientation. Hmm? So, do you want to go to Baikunta or do you want to go to Golok? Well, you know, you could say in what way you want to go to Vaikuntha, but in any way, hmm? in the best possible way, hmm? the point is that Chaitanya Vaishnavism offers the Mahavaikuntha. In various Puranas, Golok is described as Mahavaikuntha. You have Vaikuntha, so many possibilities, so many forms of Narayan. And the peculiar one within that is the is the, is Zayodhya, the Ramloka. Why? Because in Ram's Vaikuntha planet, if you will, it's the best way to talk about it, planet, I mean, uh, uh, but anyway, Loka, the world of Ram, it's all subjective, of course. These are meditative worlds. Hmm? Uh, They're real, in other words. (laughs) They're not like the physical worlds that aren't real. You know, that don't endure that way. They're not real. They're here today, they're gone tomorrow. You can't rely on them. Meditative worlds are real. Hmm? Subjective worlds. So the Ramlok. Hmm? The peculiarity of Ramlok in the uh, proximity or in the, in, the, in, the, in the jurisdiction of Vaikuntha is what? What's the peculiarity? In this form, Narayan has a mother, has a father, has, has some friends in the form of brothers, there's some sakya. There's some vatsalya. Very peculiar. Hmm? <laughs> you don't find that in, in Vaikuntha in general. What this Ram Leela is doing, properly understood, is it's giving the idea. Hmm, that's curious. You can't enter into Ram Loka and be the friend of Ram hmm? or the mother. Hmm? You can go as a das. Dasya Bhakti like Hanuman, 
but that there is that, that there's some scope for that in a way this ramlok is pointing to krishna lok hmm? pointing to krishna lok where you can actually become the friend of krishna of, you can become the mother or in, in motherly love in friendly love the hmm? golok the Vrindavan in particular, within Golok, there's the Dwarka, Mathura, and Vrindavan. In Vrindavan, the center, Svetadvip, there, all friendship. Friendship, parental love, Madhurya, beginning with friend, even the Dasya, as I've said before, is tinged with friendship. Oho Bhagyam, Oho Bhagyam, Nandagova, Bhashokasham, Yan Mitram, Paramanandam, Puna Brahma Sanatanam. Brahma was amazed. He said, this place is amazing. All the people of Nanda Maharaj, he who is Sanatan, who is the Purna Brahma, hmm, is living with them like their friend. Hmm? Like one of them. His four heads were spinning at this idea. Hmm? He had seen it. Hmm? This was the idea. Krishna was showing him, as I said, this is your ideal. You want to be my friend. This is what goes on here. This is what it's like. Hmm. So that is a very special place. It is, it is called Svetadweep also, another name for that. It means like, literally, like, white island, a pure island. So if you were to think of some, like, island in the Pacific, and some guy's got an island in the Pacific, and nobody can go there unless he lets them in, and what goes on over there? Sometimes you hear some news or something, having a party there, and whole world's affected by it. So, this is a very, very special place. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming from the, in, <laughs> inadvertently, to kind of as a byproduct of being who he is, the doors of that are opening. Hmm? In his pursuit, Krishna, in the pursuit of Radha's love, then there's this, He's making a fool of himself, so to speak. <laughs> He's drawing attention. Hmm? And uh, uh, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Falling in ecstasy, people trying to help him. So, hmm? And the way. Hmm? So, to get there. Hmm? And and this is the, the, the real uh, ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnava's ended there. First of all, we shouldn't think, when will I get there? How long will it take? The answer is, when you stop thinking like that, you're getting close. Hmm? Right? Mahaprabhu said, Nadanam najanam nasundarim kabitamba jagadishakama ye mama janmani janmanishpare babatad bhakti rahoitakitai. He said, I don't care about birth and death. Hmm? I'm attached to bhakti, whether I'm in this world or anywhere, it does make no difference to me. Mama janmani janmanishpare babatad bhakti rahoitakitai. Ahaitakitai. In me, ahaitaki, there's no other interest. Hmm? The quality, hmm? the quality of his uh, hmm? selfless, just bhakti for his own sake. Hmm? I'm not concerned with deliverance. So this is in Ruchi, this is a higher stage of sadhana bhakti. When you're not concerned about uh, transcending the... the uh, uh, being liberated from the cycle of birth and death, then, in in relation to Chaitanya Vaishnavism, then you're you're on track here now. You're getting getting close, hmm? closer, coming to Ruchi. Then 
very quickly you'll come to asakti because the specifics of ruchi, as I said the other night, a specific taste is coming which has a corresponding object. So a specific taste like manjari, babulas, this, uh, like I, I'll, I'll have a taste for this kind of love and so Krishna will appear in a certain way in your heart. You'll be attached to that object of love, Krishna appearing that way, and then attachment forms identity. Hmm? I've often said our attachments, our mys, form our eyes. So I think this is my house, my country, my, so I'm an American, I'm from this family. My eye is derived from my my. The problem, of course, is that nothing is ours, so the eye is as, as, um, as, as false and as illusory as the sense that, that anything belongs to us. So this is a, this is a problem, this eye. Hmm? But on the other side, when it, probably you say that consciousness is the platform of attachment. This is kind of what he means by that. Consciousness, in relation to the material environment, will have attachments. In relation to the spiritual environment, it will have attachment. When attachment comes for the object of love, hmm, the bhakti is, is without any is specific, without any other clutter of desire. Nadanam, najanam, said, "I don't want this. I don't want that." You know, he doesn't. He's not concerned with the world hmm? or the Lord who presides over it. The Paramatma pushes him out of the heart and brings his Pran Ishwar, the Lord of his life, into his heart. Hmm? In Asakti, there's attachment to this form of Krishna. So, so as as our material attachments give rise to a material personality, in Asakti, this spiritual personality is developing. Hmm? And then, you, then, it, it's, with, it, with asakti it completed, one graduates from sadhana bhakti, one enters into bhava bhakti. Hmm? There's two kinds of bhava bhakti, hmm, in a general sense: new bhava bhakti and old bhava bhakti. <laughs> so, if you have new bhava bhakti. Hmm, for the first time entering into Bhav Bhakti. Then the culture of Bhav, which is the kind of... Um, Bhav is characterized as being a ray of the sun of Prem. So you you kind of cultivate that that ray. It comes in the form of these elements, con- elemental constituents of, of, of um, the Sarup Shakti, the Samvit and the Ladini. So a certain kind of Samvit, a certain kind of knowing. I know I'm the friend of Krishna, and there's a corresponding Ladini, ecstasy, for example, and this is cultivated. Hmm? There's a beginning to that, Bhavankur, hmm? the beginning of the... And then there's an end to that, hmm? Bhav, where the Stai Bhav that I'm the friend or I'm the lover, as it may be the case, is fully developed. Hmm? As it's fully developed, then in relation to the other ingredients, other types of bhavs, hmm? anubhavs, hmm? every stai, every dominant emotion that defines a person, friend, parent, lover, is some emotions, the ideas have the power to define a person. Hmm? Then there are other in emotions that augment them, that come and go, and 
you might be a lover, but you might be despondent for a short time. Then you'll be jubilant. And so there are sanchari bhavs, they come and go. There are anubhavs, relative to the rasa. They have different types of movements, cowherd boys, gopis, uh, Krishna's parents and so forth. The clouds in Golok, they are all in Sakirasa. Mm. They like Krishna, they have the same color. Mm. Mm. That he's decorated with a with a golden yellow cloth, so they are de- ornamented with the lightning. Mm. Like this. That's the way it's been described. And they don't they don't they don't rain, they cry. These are the Sapikabhavs, the clouds, they're all in Sakyas. Mountains too. And the, so the whole place, it's a world of, this is a meditative world, you see, of ecstasy. And everything is constituted of some type of ecstasy. And when all these types of ecstasies are in conjunction with, it, with, a, with an ecstasy that defines a person, a person comes out of it, a friend in relation to Krishna, the center, the lover, and so forth. Then there's rasa. Hmm? This is called surup siddhi. Now, in order to attain surup siddhi, you have to attain bhav, new bhav, hmm? and then you have to take birth again and attain old bhav. Hmm? It means that you pick up from the bhav of the last life. Hmm? Hmm? So that's a special birth. Obviously, if you attain bhav in this life, then you take birth again, then you pick up where you left off. Hmm? Hmm? Or you you pick you you go through the stages very quickly, and then that will happen. You go if you attain up to anishta, next life you take birth, you go through the stages. You go sarasanga, bhajana kriya, and you very quickly go to anishta, and then now the work starts again <laughs> to go to the next stage. Hmm? If you attain up to asakti, next life you come very quickly. You go like you see in Bhakti Vinod. I mentioned his letter. Autobiographer, autobiographical letter to his son, Lit Prashad, and he goes through everything very quickly, hmm? all different stages. And he deals with different religious conceptions, filters them, discards them, becomes a devotee, goes through all very quickly. Hmm? Or how he describes in Jayavadharma his characters, Brajanath and Vijay Kumar. Very quickly they're going, you're thinking, it's not happening like me like that. Now they're in Asakti, whoa. <laughs> so, from previous life, hmm? his idea. So it is with Bhav. So they, he thinks Bhav again. And then, Swarup Siddhi, the perfection of that Bhav, is Prem, but Prem needs to be developed, as I mentioned the other day, so then you're ready to take birth in Krishna Leela, in Swarup Siddhi, and from there they term about even Vastu Siddhi, when the Krishna Leela goes, becomes unmanifest, you go back with him. Now, how long will it take to get the first bhav? That's kind of your question, right? <laughs> There's no answer to that. It's relative to so many factors, obviously, to your association um, and the relevant uh, and subsequent samskars, influences you have, and then how you respond to them. Hmm? You know, we see people who have have more sukriti and samskar for bhakti than others, but unfortunately sometimes we see some people have more sukriti for bhakti and more samskar for bhakti, but they're not 
taken advantage of it, and some have less, but they're taking advantage of what little they have. Some people drive in a BMW, some people drive in a Volkswagen, but sometimes the people in the BMW have their foot on the brake and the person in the Volkswagen got the foot on the gas and they're going faster. Hmm? And of course then they're acquiring more bhakti samskars, bhakti sakriti and so So it's an accumulation really of bhakti samskars and, and so the, the natural... You see a samskar means that you have a nat, will give you a natural tendency to act in a particular way. Hmm? This way it's all about sadhusanga. There's where you're going to get samskars for bhakti. Hmm? So you try to immerse yourself in that. Next life, you know, you'll be you you have a favorable wind. Hmm? Many devotees that I I know, I see. Oh, next life, they have a very favorable wind. You think you think, oh, I have to take birth again. You like that next birth. You'll be like, I oh, like Swami. He's up there. You know, you seem to know it all, or whatever. Somebody, you know, like that. What's what? very naturally you hit the ground running so to speak my experience I hit the ground running my life was meaningless and as soon as I met Prabhupada it completely you know, transformed and everything had meaning and value and I was a busy person and intellectual and so forth otherwise I wasn't never had a job and I didn't want to go to school <laughs> and so what happens is that you take birth and then some if some residue of karma is there that comes first hmm? then it reaches a point where there enough parabda, manifest karma is removed that you can bhakti samskar will be taken advantage of then, and suddenly someone becomes interested in bhakti. Hmm? That's how it works. Hmm? So depending on where we are, you know, in the pre- in the in the previous life, then the next life coming. Hmm? But um, the idea is to, is to have you know if you have some. If you, by good association, you get some taste for the idea. Like I was, remember myself as a young person in New Dwarka in Prabhupada's temple in Los Angeles. One of my gavardhas came to me one day and he said, you know, um, most of the devotees, they attain Vaikuntha. Huh? Very few go to Goloka. And I said, it can't be like that. I cried. I thought, I can't believe that. Huh? I found out he was wrong about that. But of course it depends, you know. Somebody asked me the other day, like, you know, I was hearing that, you know, this devotee died and all these devotees say, oh, surely he went back to Godhead and Prabhupada saved him. And he said, is that just like sentiment or is that really, you know? Hmm? And it depends in one sense. It could be they could go to Vaikuntha. All, there's all kinds of possibilities for going to but It's easy to go to Vaikuntha, hmm? comparatively. Hmm? It's difficult to go to Brudge, to enter there. But if you have some appetite for that, some taste for that, if, if there's two ways for pr- pursuing Raga Bhakti. Either you have a taste for Raga Bhakti, hmm? or you have knowledge of what is Raga Bhakti. And therefore you think, yeah, I should be doing that. Hmm? I don't have a taste, but I should be doing that. So I keep myself in association of other Raga Bhaktas. I have the same ideal as them. I follow the Vaidhi Bhakti with an ideal to attain the Raga Bhakti. Hmm? And as more taste comes, I have more eligibility hmm, to practice, and thereby I can incorporate more of the practices into my life that constitute, constitute the full face of Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti. Hmm? And Deepa Goswami has explained like this hmm, in, in more than one place. So if you if you it's it's good I, I feel good about 
for example, Prabhupada had a broad campaign. He was going very quickly here and there. And so we see, somebody said, I want to go to Vaikuntha. It was a Prabhupada's disciple when he was offered the question. And so, and Prabhupada is a wrong answer. So it's, 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 it's important to, to um, minister to the devotees. This is, this is a bigger field now, of course. When we were young, when I was, it was, there were, we ministered to new people. There's, now there's enough of us confused <laughs> devotees. We need to help them focus on what the possibilities are, and, uh, and, 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 and that will help to fuel their practice, actually. Hmm? And, um, and along with that, this, some of the more simplistic ideas that we may have imbibed and so forth, just chant, be happy, and you die, and go back to Godhead or something, you know, they're um, played out for, for what they are. And you know, This was said for this reason, for encouragement, it's not a wrong, but there's a little more to it than that. And This is the kind of thing that probably would expect his uh, disciples to do. The people like myself, I mean, Prabhupada gave me sannyas, he told me to <coughs> preach to the devotees, and so forth. So, that I'm doing. Hmm? So, you can't put a you know a clock on it. How many lives it will take? But not that many. Hmm? From the position you're in, Narayan Marsh or excuse me, um, Vishnu John Maharaj asked Prabhupada. No, he didn't ask Prabhupada. But he used to say it was a nice thing. I always liked it. God brother of mine who passed away. Some of you know him. He said the distance we have come thus far before to the point of meeting our Gurudev is. Is is much greater than the distance we have to go from this point, having met our Gurudev. That is a short hop, only. Hmm? Indeed, properly understood, you can say, "I've arrived." Hmm. I've arrived. I've attached myself to a qualified person. What what more is there? Hmm? Then there's just details from there on. This is the substance of the whole thing. Hmm? I've got my, I've got, I'm on the plane. Yeah, not there yet, but, you know, I'm not in this world either. Hmm? Something like that. Yeah. And the clouds are going by. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. So, this is the idea of sadhusanga. Hmm? And different types of sadhusanga. So, uh, we said uh, maybe higher devotees and lesser devotees, but lesser means still high to be guide, to guide. They're in the least moving to the west so fast that the sun's never out of sight. Hmm? If you keep going west, well, you'll always see the sun, hmm? even if you haven't attained the sun. You have to be in connection with those those types of devotees or we're fortunate. Hmm? The optimum would be who has attained Surup City. If you think that would be valuable, it will be. Hmm? Again, give some scar and so but also they may not be able to teach as well that's also a, a point that has been raised hmm? Hmm. <laughs> systematically and so forth hmm. I saw disciples come to Sridhar Maharaj and want to be initiated by some of those that Sridhar Maharaj asked to give initiation I think, well, if you don't sitting right here, you might be initiated by me. Hmm? Yeah, because you, he's older and you're here and, you know, and you're teaching all these things. And Eric, I, have to, I saw that happen sometimes. 
also. So it's... Uh, But real devotees who are capable to lead us, this is, this is, and there's not enough of those around, but, but the Sikhan you will find, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, to think that there's no one qualified. This is a form of atheism, to guide me. There's always guidance available, always bhakti available in the world. Hmm? So your earnestness and uh, good association, these things combined together, that will determine hmm, the, uh, the time it takes. Hmm. What else? Yes. Short follow-up question to that mm-hmm. wonderful answer. <laughs> um, and it's a detail, but it's just a curiosity. Because Prabhupada made such an important point of whatever we're thinking about, I mean, it's Nikita, obviously, but whatever we're thinking about at the time, time of death. that's what we attain. Mm-hmm. So how do you explain that in the context of what you were just describing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so in the words, if at the time of death, of course it's thought that you may think at the time of death I'll think of Krishna, but but you may not. Hmm. Only as much as you're thinking of Krishna now probably would be how much you'll think. It's possible, though, you could be a devotee and then become distracted and then realize you're dying and all these things come back to you. Obviously, it's a very powerful time in your life. Hmm? The, the time of death, if you're aware and conscious of the fact that you're dying, obviously many things that are well, what's important to you comes to the surface. Perhaps even if it's important, but you had put it off and weren't practicing, it will, it will come to the surface. So, let us say you think of Radha and Krishna, the time of death. Hmm. Then, yam yam vyapis manam bhavam tadite ante kalevaram tam tamay vaitikonte asadatat bhava bhavita. Hmm. So, it would be said that because you're remembering Radha Krishna, the time of death, you will you will attain them. Hmm. That's true, but you might not attain them in the next life. But you will get a life that's more suitable for attaining. Hmm. Um, this is a general statement in the Gita. What you think about, you become. The way it's played out in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is this, that your sadhya, your goal, your ideal, will be determined by your sadhana. Hmm? So if you want to interpret that verse in the Gita in a purely Gaudiya way, like Naratam says, what I do in my sadhana, that will determine my sadhya. Hmm? What I think about in this life, and what I cultivate... Hmm? And that will carry me, hmm, however long it may take. And birth and death, these are only like, you know, what are they? I mean, we're forever. We've never, there's no beginning to us, no end to us. So they're arbitrary, in a sense. Hmm. But what, what you cultivate hmm, and what you become absorbed in, in your practice, that you will become. And this is very practical in all spheres of life, I think. Hmm? What you preoccupied with mentally, you will do. Hmm? Um, So that verse in the Gita, of course, comes in the eighth chapter. And it's about, that chapter is largely about yoga mixed with bhakti. Hmm? Yoga mishra bhakti. Then it's peppered in a couple places with statements about ananya bhakti, pure bhakti. By contrast, 
So the Gita works in that way. It shows what bhakti is, what another school is, and then the advantages. And, and, and in this way, it tries to negatively, if you will, or directly and indirectly um, uh, extol the virtues of bhakti. Hmm? So the meditative yogin is being spoken about and and um, and what he's fixed on the time of death he attains but this doesn't it's not speaking in a broader way about raganuga bhakti hmm. but in general what you think about you'll become but it might take a little longer <laughs> and uh, just the next lifetime hmm. and if you're thinking right about attaining goloka at the time of death, then you'll be thinking in a particular way also. Hmm? You can think about Radha and Krishna, but not be thinking about Goloka, what it all involves, and about Jamuna and Govardhan and Nanda and Yashoda. This is a think about Krishna. So what does it mean to think about Radha and Krishna, for example, at the time of death? Is it just some... We had a guy in Los Angeles many years ago, and he took this, you know, to heart, right? What do you think about thinking about Krishna is what's important. So he had a little flute like this. It was a, we used to call it a tonet. You know, it's like a little... And he put a picture of Krishna on it. And that's what he would do. He would just like this, play it. And he would never do any service or anything like that. <laughs> I'm going to think of Krishna. And then he used to circumambulate the, 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 the block that the temple was on. And as I said... Gradually, that circumambulation got larger and larger. He's out there somewhere, you know, <laughs> going round and round in samsara and only thinking of Krishna. So what does it mean? If your mind that that is really thinking about Radha and Krishna, in the way in which the Brajabhasis are thinking about Radha and Krishna, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is thinking about, hmm? Then you will attain in that lifetime. You will attain the leela of Radha Krishna. But just some remembrance of the picture or something. This is uh, not a bad idea, but it's not. You're not in the full conception, mentally con- uh, the, the conception of what Goloka is. Hmm? Well, Goloka is a plane of, of consciousness. It's not just a picture of Krishna on the wall. Or you. Uh, uh, so that helps, huh? Yeah. <laughs> What else? Yes. You said that Bhakti Thakur explained that Bhakti was inherent in the Jiva as a preaching strategy. Um, did Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, clarify that in his teachings? And is, is there any other place besides Madhuri Kadamani with Nandadas Babaji's commentary that explains that Bhakti is independent and not inherent in Jiva. Yeah. Um, just to make it just one more. Um, if Bhakti, you know, you think of in our in our own selves, we think of Bhakti being not only in stages but in quantity. Like I might have only a little bit of Bhakti in me at this point in my. Mm-hmm. Practice. So, um, isn't it possible that um, we all do have the jiva does have a little bit of bhakti inherent in it? It's just a little bit. It's not that Maya is carrying bhakti or 
or is control bhakti is controlled by Maya. But just like right now, I'll you know, some moments I'll be covered by Maya and some moments I'll have some real yeah. bhakti. So um, I'm wrestling with this yeah. understanding of don't inherit not First of all, uh, in some places Bhakti Vinod Thakur talked about Bhakti being inherent. In some places Bhakti Vinod Thakur makes it clear that Bhakti is not inherent. So you have both things to deal with. For example, in the Chakti Tattva chapter of Jaiva Dharma, he explains that the jiva hmm, that is not infused with the Sarup Shakti, if the Maya Shakti influence was cleared, can only attain up to Brahmagyan or Brahmananda. Hmm? So it's chit and it's ananda. Hmm? Is not bhakti ananda. Hmm? Uh, and and Brahman is not even by what to speak of Goloka and so forth. So he's this is an example of where he's saying the Srup Shakti is not in the in, in the Jiva. He says the Jiva is a <laughs> anyway, he says it both ways. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta also. Prabhupada also. Hmm? You can find it in both ways. Hmm? And there was a... So why they said in both ways? You can only make a conjecture. Hmm? So, um, but you can't have both. So when you see like this, then you have to look back further in the Sampradaya and see what the seminal acharyas are saying, and then you're going you're gonna to take that which your acharya has said and what conforms with that and when he said the opposite of that, you're going to think, well, there's some other reason why he said that, but this is obviously the siddhanta. Hmm? <laughs> so that's been done, for example, with regard to Prabhupada's statements and Bhakti Siddhanta's and some of Bhakti Vinod's about falling from Baikuntha or something similar. Hmm? And a lot of devotees have made that exercise and understood, well, Prabhupada said this here, but he said that there. He said they fall, he said they don't fall. Where he said they don't fall, that conforms with what Rupa Goswami says, Jiva Goswami says, all the previous acharyas and so forth. And so that must be the Siddhanta. Why he said they do fall? Well, there must be another reason. Now, you can only make a conjecture about what that reason is, but um, it's a reasonable conjecture to say, well, he didn't want to answer the whole thing. He gave a simple answer. He gave an answer that people might thought they might relate to. Hmm? In the Western culture where you fall from... Adam and Eve fall from heaven and or wherever they fell from paradise and paradise lost and, and so forth and uh, and if you look back you can see Bhakti Vinod had a similar kind of and he was a strategist for thinking how to speak the western world he talks about falling in a slightly different way and so, but if you go further back you get to the, the Hindu idea and Gaudi idea it has nothing, no connection with Western thought. No connection whatsoever. They're not thinking about what Western people think. Now they have any idea. Now they're even Western people were even thinking <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> perhaps. So, <laughs> so this is a new kind of phenomenon with Bhakti Vinod. Hmm? And so, and he's thinking to preach to the Western people and so forth. So, I would conjecture that he took some liberties to talk about that issue in a, in a particular way and that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi would follow that and Prabhupada followed it perhaps without even thinking about it. Hmm? Bhakti notes it like that. I mean, it's working. Now the time comes where it's not working and there's other insight. Then you have to deal with the issue. Hmm? 
and so forth. So people have done it. Now this other issue about inherent bhakti, it's completely connected to the falling of the jiva. You can't talk, any long conversation about one will lead to a conversation about the other. That's a fact. So at the time of bhakti, you know, Thakur, people were selling swaroops. They're saying, you know, come, you got to come to our family. We're I've got the blood of Nityananda in me, and um, and it will be good for you. You, you. you, your life will be improved if you drink my urine. If I ask you to, hmm. so this is how they would talk, and and so literally. So if you want Nityananda's mercy, I mean, who's more famous in Bengal than Nityananda? Who gave more Chaitanya Mahaprabhu more than Nityananda Prabhu? Hmm? Then you can get initiation from me, and 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 I will give you your swarup and so forth. And they're making business out of it without any proper sambandhagyan and so forth. This is a, a sorry kind of condition that Gaudiya Vaishnavism, uh, some sects of it, found itself in. Bhakti is dealing with all this, so and Bhakti Siddhanta more directly. Hmm? So it's possible that 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 was why. Bhakti Vinod in some places began to speak like that by way of saying, it's not, the guru doesn't make it up, doesn't come like that. It, it, uh, do, 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 hear, chant, it will arise, and it's dormant. Um, every jiva has the capacity to love. Hmm? And, um, and so in some ways, in some places, he speaks in, in, in that direction to perhaps as a, as a strategy to, Shift the balance and and uh, and um, so on. So um, perhaps that's why he did it. But he spoke in both ways, and so you have to look at both. You can't have both. Then you find one that conforms with the previous. Now you're asking: Is there anywhere where this is played out other than the book that you mentioned and the commentary? The commentary you mentioned, of course, is drawing from other books. That's what. Going from the Preeti Sandarbha, from the Bhakti Sandarbha, hmm? um, so it's in the, all over the Sandarbhas. It's, it's in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Study the, you study what is the definition of of Sadhana Bhakti. Study what is the definition of Vaidhi Bhakti. There's two verses, for this in the two chapters of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Read the commentaries of Jiva Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. You'll find the answer there. Same thing. They say the same thing. Hmm? It's said everywhere. Everywhere. But just like if you want to know where the Badajeev, the, 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 the conditioned soul, where is his origin? And so that's this big question, right? Where does he come from Vaikuntha? Does he come from Brahman? Or, you know, does he come from some marginal region, makes a half choice and comes down? And, or does he come from Goloka or, or what? Is he always here? Or hmm? It's a question. If you look and see, the answer is everywhere, everywhere, without particularly addressing the question. This is not a question in Hinduism. Hmm? It's a Western question, practically. Origins. The Hindu idea is like, you know, there's, every, there's no beginning. Hmm? World's coming and going, and there's no beginning to it. The, 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 the expanding and contracting universes are compared to the breath of God. And God's breath doesn't begin at some point in time. Hmm? I mean, it doesn't run out of breath. You know, it's, it's, it's like the waves of the ocean. This is a, it's a whole different way of thinking. Therefore, you know, in Siddhartha, you have, listen to the river. Listen, just listen to the river. 
just listen to the way, watch the waves. We try to understand something about being. Hmm? That there's no beginning. Whatever exists will never not exist. Whatever does not exist will never exist. This is the Upanishads. So we're thinking in a linear way since Christianity, linear time, and we, it's a very different mindset. Hmm? And so the Hindu mindset, it's, it's not a question, where did I come from, how did I get here? It just never doesn't come up. Hmm? But the answer is everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere in the scripture it said, what? And the, and the one became many, hmm? and the world's expanded. Lokavatu, hmm? look in the Brahma Samhita. And and, and and Vishnu wanted to become many. Hmm? In the Bhagavad Gita, it's there, 14th chapter. Hmm? What does it say? Ahambija Pradapita. Hmm? And, and what that? he says, and, and Krishna speaking, but he's speaking about the, his function as Mahavishnu. Hmm? He's the seed giving father, the Jeeves are the seeds into the world. Hmm? It's everywhere just everywhere, throughout the Bhagavatam, throughout all the commentary, but not just like, and this is where we come from. You know, it's, it's kind of not like played out like an answer to a question, because the question's not being asked. Hmm? You ask the question and you want, like, where's the verse that actually says, you know, exactly, exactly like this? You have to just look at it and then you say, well, really, it's saying it everywhere. Everywhere. Hmm? So the same is true of the point about jiva uh, not having bhakti inherent. Hmm? Now, you're referring to a particular argument I made that is uh, it's just one argument, but if bhakti is inherent in the jiva, how can the jiva be covered? And you're saying, well, couldn't there be a little bhakti? Because i got a little bhakti and I'm still covered. right? Hmm? But when we speak about bhakti, there's bhakti and sadhana bhakti, and then there's bhava bhakti, and there's prem bhakti. So bhava bhakti, prem bhakti. This is blossoming and fruit bearing, mature bhakti. This is the full idea of bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti without emotional component and just action, that is in sadhana bhakti. Hmm? In bhava bhakti, the emotional component of bhakti is operative, as well. This is bhakti proper. Sadhana bhakti is kind of like, hmm, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like bhakti. It's like bhakti in practice, bhakti apprenticeship, in, in apprenticeship. So, when we don't say that sadhana bhakti is inherent in the jiva, but bhava bhakti is not, obviously bhava bhakti cannot be inherent in, in the jiva, in terms of the way you're asking the question, right? Or prem bhakti can't be inherent. Hmm? But could sadhana bhakti be inherent? That's kind of the, what you're saying without saying it, and it doesn't sound real make a lot of sense when you play it out like that. Couldn't I have sadhana bhakti inherent in me? Hmm? No. Hmm? Um, you couldn't. For one, but, but what you do, what you do, what you are, a, a sadhaka, because you did get bhakti from someone. Hmm? But you've only got this much bhakti, sadhana bhakti. And sadhana bhakti doesn't have the power unto itself to immediately dispel maya. Bhava Bhakti does. And the fruit of Sadhana Bhakti is Bhava Bhakti. The Sadhya of Sadhana is Bhava.
and prem. So, I don't know, it's like a fruit, like we have a, we have a blossom, hmm? then you have the fruit, it's green, then you have the fruit and it's, and it's ripe. Hmm? So you have gotten sadhana bhakti, but sadhana bhakti is not powerful enough in the beginning stages to dispel maya. When, when it reaches to the point of bhava and there's a full, it's the ingress of sarup shakti, that's bhakti. So you have some sarup shakti hmm? in that sense, but where did it come from? Hmm? There's nowhere that it's taught anywhere in scripture that the tatasta shakti, part of its elemental constituents, is sadhana bhakti, <laughs> or any kind of bhakti. What the difference is, what makes it a little difficult maybe for some devotees to grasp is that the, the, the jiva has a capacity to, to love, to serve. It's a dependent entity. Hmm? It, its source, one of its qualities is its, its source is, is, is the paramatma. Hmm? As I said, that's the one that becomes many. On a higher level, the one becomes many. Krishna becomes Radha. And Radha becomes so many gopis. And the whole Vrindavan expands. It's not a point in time. Neither is the point where Vishnu becomes many a point in time either. Again, as compared to his breathing and so forth. There's no, there's no time here. There's no beginning or end to this. So, but because our source is the Paramatma, well, we have a, some kind of, in a very general way, some affinity for our source. We have a tendency to, to, to look for our source. To, we, we have some... So, in our source is, uh, is Mahavishnu. We're like a, a, like a tiny imprint of, uh, you know, of, of Satchitananda. So there, and there's a and you're a chit, you're, you're chit shakti, you're alive, you're cognizant. So you have some capacity to love. That if I if I put bhakti on the floor, it's not going to turn into the devotee because it's the Maya shakti. Or but if I put it into jiva shakti, oh, then these are two subjective elements. Maya shakti is an objective element, but the, the jiva shakti and the sarup shakti they're both subjective, so they can mingle in a way that Maya shakti and Jiva Shakti cannot. Hmm? The Achit and the Chit, they just don't go to weather. The, uh, the Nirananda and the Ananda, the Asat and the Sat, they just don't, don't mix well. But Pladini, Sandini, Samvit, and Satchitananda, these are two different ways of saying the same thing. Hmm? Except the Ladini, Sandini, Samvit is a very special kind of Ananda, a very special kind of, it's Rup Shakti Ananda. So, but they can, they can, they can mix. Hmm? So, we get bhakti, some, obviously we get bhakti from those who have bhakti. Hmm? Devotees have bhakti. They are in the world. That force is in the world. We come in touch with it. We get bhakti, and it, being bhakti comes on our senses. Hmm? That's sadhana bhakti. It's performed with the senses. What it means is like, imitation of a good thing is a good thing. That's what it means. That's sadhana bhakti. And Prabhupada said that very thing. Hmm? Rupa Goswami's definition. Practicing bhakti with the senses, it's mechanical. You're going through the, with the scent. You're doing. You're. you're hmm? Of course, it's mixed. You, you know, you try to give your heart and so forth, and, so, and but that, but then you're using your material emotions and employing them in Krishna service. I want to give one, and then, but eventually, spiritual emotions arise with the greater ingress of of bhakti of the sarup shakti. Hmm? So. 
No, there's no little bit of bhakti in the jiva. It's not stated anywhere. Read the Bhagavad Gita, for example. There is a description of the of the soul in the second chapter. It's the same thing about, and it's filled with bhakti, or it has a little bhakti. No, there's nothing like that in there. Hmm? And neither anywhere in the Upanishads, neither anywhere in in, in, in Bhagavatam, anywhere in, in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Bhakti Bhagavatam. In fact, just the opposite. Hmm? Bhakti is constituted of Krishna's Swarup Shakti. So in Prabhupada's terms, there's the external energy, there's the internal energy, and the marginal energy. Nowhere is it described that part of the constitution of the marginal energy is the internal energy. Hmm? They're both chit. They're similar. They're more similar than the Maya Shakti is with the Jeev Shakti. That's true. Hmm? Therefore, they can they can mix. Therefore, when you have a personality and a swarup, an identity that's formed on the as a result of the interfacing with the influence of the swarup shakti, that personality is very substantial, as opposed to the personality that arises in form that arises out of mixing with with material energy, the, the ahankar, the false eye, and so forth. Mm. Does that help? And you, know, you can everywhere. You can you, you, if you start to look. In, but I would suggest you look in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and there's long commentaries on both these verses, and you'll find your points there. And then when you start to find your way like that, then you, then you can look elsewhere. Then you look you look for that point, and you look for the description of the jiva. Where is the jiva tattva explained? Hmm? And then you won't find anywhere. It said it's got it's, it has. Unless it's some kind of propaganda uh, in, in certain, just from that part, Bhakti Vinod on a little bit, something like that. Okay, yes? Um, I know that Karnamrita had a question, but Mahara had mentioned that she wanted to hear about qualifications of or something to do with Guru Tattva. Yeah. She wanted to make sure that she got a chance to have that yeah. address because she had asked. A little late. What time is it now? Yeah. No, no, no. That's it. I'm coming to Prabhupada Village. Or I'm coming. I'm not really. I'm coming to Krishna Road. So I'm not allowed in the village. But I'm coming to Krishna Road next weekend. I think so. We can we can address that there. Maybe your question too. Okay. No, it's there. Yes, uh, yesterday you were uh, telling us a lot about Nityananda and Rupa Swami. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm wondering how can that's uh, really uh, covered over Baptism, like myself anyway, trying to uh, develop some relationship with the, those personalities or getting their mercy. Right. That's a good question. I think that. Um, one of the ways is, um, like I said before, people ask me about, you know, having a relationship with with a guru, and so I explain. Well, I'm a teacher, so how do you have a relationship with a teacher? It's like in, I'm not your lover. I'm not your, you know, your parent, psychologist, um, and so forth. But I'm a teacher. I teach bhakti. And so if someone teaches physics, how do you have a relationship with the teacher? Well, you go to the course and you, you learn the course and if you take notes and you do good on the test, and, 
you know, then they take notice of you and think, um, give you a good grade and maybe say a few words and, you know, you bring them an apple or something like that. So, <laughs> yes, uh, it used to be an apple. I, uh, now there's more alternatives these days. But, but then beyond that, of course, the teacher has a personality and you might have a relationship with them based on... The, some students become like close to the teacher and then they become sub-teachers themselves or something. Anyway, so there's other possibilities as well. But um, with regard to Rupa Goswami, for example, let's say, so his works, his works that he's written, like for myself, from my experience, when I began to read the works of Jiva Goswami, then I developed a very peculiar, you know, a particular affinity for Jiva Goswami in the way he presents his 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 talks, which is how largely I developed a relationship with Prabhupada too. I mean, I knew Prabhupada and I had conversations with Prabhupada some and associated with him personally, of course, and and uh, initiated three times by him and whatnot. But um, but reading his books, you know, I was you know we used to travel together, Purva and I. Some of you don't know that he was my <coughs> cook and and um, Prabhupada gave me permission to get, have little Gornatai deities that in those days nobody. Very few had deities other than the temple deities. But my situation was unique because I was traveling everywhere. So I told Prabhupada, when I go to the temples, I don't always get a loud chance to worship the deities because they've already got somebody there, schedule. And so he said, get little Gornatai deities, put them in a box, travel with them, open them in the morning, worship them, put them in the box, go out and preach, come back, like that. So uh, he gave permission, and Napurva was in India. He brought the deities back for me. Those de- we still worship those deities at Audarya. So anyway, we have a long history. Just some of you don't know. Um, but, as you know, in those days, uh, reading Prabhupada's books was something that I was very much um, preoccupied with, and and um, so, still am, of course, but that's also a very powerful way to develop a relationship with him. You see how he's writing. Or the <laughs> so, when I sort of began to read the works of Jiva Goswami, I found a similar type of uh, resonance with him as a person, and so similarly with Rupa Goswami, so some of their works are available in good enough editions. And one of our godbrothers in Iskon, Banaswami, is, is like a prolific translator these days. Um, and uh, Prabhupada, one of those books, you know, Prabhupada says, for example, in the very first um, purport of his Bhagavatam, that there are the commentaries on the Bhagavatam of the Goswamis and they should be studied, something like that. He makes a statement like that. So the whole Vishwanath Chakravartitakura is another person. Um, his whole commentary on the Bhagavatam has been translated into English. So, there you go, you know, and you've read Prabhupada's, you know, I've read it, you know, many times, and then you find another commentary by one of his predecessors, and wow, then you read that, and you develop some relationship. So this is a a very practical, I think, um, answer to your your question. Of course, Nityananda Prabhu didn't didn't write anything, any books, but... um, he was very much alive and well in Prabhupada, so to speak. <laughs> and so some of us have a natural affinity for Nityananda Prabhu, his, uh, his kindness to the downtrodden non-Vedic people and stuff. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> and it's very, very practical to think, well, he's like, you know, no matter how bad you are, he'll, he'll pick you up. So you, know, you want a relationship with him and, and you can have it. He says... That if you chant Goranga's name and a tear comes to your eye, then 
you've got a relationship with him. It's there. He says, teach about Goranga, preach about Goranga, chant Goranga's name, worship Goranga, and you'll purchase me forever. He says, Baja Goranga, Kaha Goranga, Laha Goranga, Namure, Ye Jana Goranga Baja, Se Amar Pranre, Se Amar Pranre. They become Amar Pran, my Amar Pran, my life. That person becomes my life who does that. Hmm? So stop preaching about Krishna. <laughs> Start preaching about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? There's not enough focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gaudiya Vaishnavasimha. Is that a weird statement to make? Hmm? But it's true, actually. That is the beauty of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because he's just giving Krishna. So we just go to Krishna. Hmm? Properly understood. Oh, who gave Krishna? What And what is the wealth there? What's that all about? Don't neglect Navadvip. Worship, worship in Navadvip. Live in Vrindavan. So, so anyway, I would recommend some of these, some of those books, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, like you read Nectar Devotion. Uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is very, very uh, important book. Then hmm. you see how they're thinking about the philosophy, and then you can see something. Oh, that's why Prabhupada wrote like that. I can see it coming from here. And then you get this all. You get it gets integrated, and you see the Prabhupada's not just boom popped out of you know nowhere, hmm? and he was reading those commentaries and making his commentary, and so you, you you develop a you know you you enter into the family so to speak of it all, and it helps to put Prabhupada in perspective. What was his focus? Why he wrote the way he did in his time, and and it's I think it's valuable to understand that rather than you know, not to not to understand the specifics. Every book. Your author, you know, has something in mind. You try to think what the people will think, and I'll say it like this, and like probably with Bhagavad Gita, you know, the story when he said he asked, who was it? Somebody, um, Prajumna, I think, what what book should I do next? He said, I, I don't know, Prabhupada. You ask me what book you should do next. And then Prabhupada said, I'm thinking Bhagavad Gita. And then Prajumna said, uh, Prabhupada, you already did the Bhagavad Gita. And perhaps said, there are going to be so many Bhagavad Gita's. Hmm. So, <laughs> yes. So many, some of us are in our 60s now, and to read all these books you just mentioned... Start with one. Yeah. <laughs> so, even to read, you know, we want... 60 is the new 40. <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying to you, no, yeah. follow this point. This is a good point. It's an important point. But my experience is that if you if you read, for example, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, you will you'll better understand the nectar devotion. If you read other commentaries, it won't take away from your understanding of Prabhupada's what Prabhupada's writing. It will enhance your capacity to understand what he's saying. You'll get some context and see, huh, oh. And Prabhupada must have been following that purport there. And then he added this, and you see that. And so it, 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 in a way, it, it brings Prabhupada's books to life more, and you can draw more from them than you could otherwise. And I'll tell you another thing. Prabhupada is your guru, right? Right? I mean, I know that. But you have to also, if you do this right, you'll also come to think, Jiva Goswami is also my guru. Hmm? Vishwana Chakritakar is also my guru. Bhakti is also my guru. Hmm. Prabhupada brought me in touch with all these people. They all say things, uh, the same thing, and they all say a little different and, and so forth, and 
and I'm and I'm myself. Hmm? And 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 all these well wishers, they all have something to say. Prabhupada introduced me to them, and so you you shouldn't cheat yourself out of the name of you know just dedicating yourself to Prabhupada. It's almost like dedicating yourself to Prabhupada, but you're missing a whole part of what Prabhupada is about. This is not a separate thing. Bhaktivinoda Jiva Goswami from Prabhupada. They're like part of what makes up the Prabhupada, you know, the guru, a big part. So to be acquainted with all of that, it will enhance your Guru Nishta and your capacity to understand. I agree. Okay. But um, the thing is, the time, like how to find time, like it really must take a great deal of effort and, um, you know, just putting everything else aside to find the hours in a day to study all of these books. <laughs> well, we have different capacities, all of us, obviously, for reading and so forth, but you know, your husband asked me the question, how to, that was, so that was a simple answer, you know, if you want to get more familiar with Rupa Goswami, read Rupa Goswami's book, you know, that helps. And that is just very practical. If you want to, you know, you know a person and they wrote a book and then you read their book, you, you get to know them more. And you read Bob Dylan's book and you think, that's what the guy was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never read it, but I did like it. All right, so we talked for a while. It's been nice to be here in Hillsboro. You've all been a very uh, helpful to me to ask good questions and to listen, put up with me for long, 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 long hours in these sessions. So I appreciate it. We'll, as I said, we'll be up what north of here is it? In uh, west. west, we'll be west. Go west Ooh. next weekend. So. Hope to see some of you there. Shri Lal Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Raktak Shri Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai. Gaur Nityananda ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandai.